Hello, and welcome to the Parenthood Pod. I'm your host, Leonia Kidanor, and every week I will bring you conversations that aim to smash the stigma on struggles we face as parents. This segment is The Vault, where we ask you, our community, what is keeping you up at night? Your messages remain anonymous, they stay in the vault. To submit your confession, click on the link in the show notes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to our first episode of The Vault. Pumped to be here. I had this idea a few months back where I thought it's great to obviously have people contribute to the conversation via Instagram, but I want to quite literally hear from you, our community. I want to know about your struggles. I mean, what's keeping you up at night? It could be a deep, dark secret that you haven't dealt with. It could be an insecurity, or it could quite literally be what is keeping you up at night, which typically are our darling children. If you want to record your confession, the link to do so is in the show notes. Okay, let's kick it off with our first caller. So what's keeping me up at night at the moment? Um, Such a topical thing because... For example, last night I didn't get to sleep until about 1am. Um, my son is with my husband at their um, at his family's farm for the week, so I'm all on my own where I should be relaxing, having beautiful sleeps. I'm lying awake, wondering and worrying about all the potential things that could, that could happen to him, um, including drowning in lakes, um, being stampled by cows, putting old toys in his mouth and choking. I'm lying there thinking, okay, if I drive to work tomorrow, what is, and if I get a call and something was to happen, what is the quickest way I could potentially get home? Would I get an Uber? Would I come home and pack a bag and quickly drive? Like, how would I potentially get back home? So these things are keeping me up all night. And then I think, okay, you're being so stupid. Stop thinking about this. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what if this is my intuition telling me that something's going to happen? Maybe I should go there now. What, should I ignore this? So it's obviously a vicious cycle. He's only one and a half. I miss him so much. And I think because I'm not there to keep an eye on him, um, yeah, I'm really struggling with this. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Thank you so much to this person who called in. And no, you are absolutely not alone. When I listened to your confession, I literally had a smile on my face and felt relieved. Like, what the hell? It's not just me. And this is why I wanted to put this segment together because there are so many things that we experience as parents and we probably don't talk about them necessarily. You know, we're always so busy with the to-do lists and all of that. And when we catch up with mates, it's typically more the bigger things that we're discussing. So I certainly haven't heard of anyone else experiencing a similar qualm as this one. But yes, I definitely can resonate with what you are saying. Um, It actually brings to mind, uh, there was this one time that I went to Sydney for a long weekend and it was actually the first time I was leaving my whole family. And um, literally the weeks leading up to my trip, all I could think about was something was going to happen like to the kids and that I felt guilty already for going on the trip. Um, So what we decided was my hubby Jules was going to take the little ones to uh, the country where his family live. And they live about three hours away from Melbourne. And for some reason, similar to what this caller was mentioning, I thought, 
God, something's going to happen on the road, like three hour drive. If I'm not there, something could happen, you know? And so I said to Jules and thank God he knows I'm a nutcase. So he didn't judge me too much, but literally in the weeks leading up, I would be like, you know, when you drive with the kids on a long weekend, just be really careful on the roads. And Oh, did I mention that, you know, in the car, just be really, really careful. And, oh, you know, and just, yeah. And I kept saying it over and over and I was convinced that it was my intuition telling me that something was going to happen on the roads and I had to pre-warn anyone who listened. I'd even said to the kids like, now, when you drive down to the country, make sure that you're very calm in the back seat because dad needs to really focus on the roads, no screaming or anything like that. So I'm fully wording up the kids. Um, and look, I think it probably also stemmed from, so a month before that, I don't know if I told you guys, but I crashed into a pole. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think I've said this story. So basically it probably sounds a bit more dramatic than what it was, but I was, okay. So it's the first day of the year of daycare and of school. And Noah's just started at a school doing early learning. And so we're all frantic, get in the car, ready to go. I'm going to drop off Charlie first at daycare. So I'm driving through like the back streets of Richmond. Um, anyone who knows who lives in Melbourne, they're very they can be very narrow streets. Anyway, so I'm driving along, the kids are screaming in the back and they're screaming out song requests for the Wiggles, right? So I look down at like the little TV unit, whatever in my car to change the channel or change the song. And literally I felt like I looked down for like a split second and then I hear crunch and I was like, what the? And I look up and I had I had knocked, I'm not going to say crashed into, kind of, but I'd knocked this pole, this steel pole that was protecting a tree. So I'd obviously started veering off, you know, as I was looking down at the screen. Um, oh my God. And so I literally was like, okay, what do I do now? So I, I reversed out. And then I think that's when the damage was done. Cause the steel, like my car literally kind of like came apart as I reversed. And then I hopped out of the car. I looked and I went, I've just got to get these kids to daycare and school. Like I don't have, to, I'm just going to have to go there first, do the drop-offs and then take this to the, to this car to the dealership. And so off I go with like this half my car, like hanging off. I probably shouldn't be saying this because <laughs> probably wasn't the safest idea, but I was literally in just such a rush and like adrenaline. And I was telling the kid, the kids like, shush, I need to just get you there. Thankfully daycare was like two minutes from where I'd had my little accident. So I drop off Charlie and then I get to Noah's school, first day, first time parent, like who's the loser with the freaking smashed car? Like, so I've parked like a couple of streets away and I'm walking up with Noah and I'm like st still like a little bit frenetic. Um, anyway, eventually got the car to the dealership and it was okay. But I think because it was such an easy mistake, right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of us experience this with the hysteria that is in the backseat when you've got children, it's so easy for something to go wrong. So I wonder also, back to the uh, the topic um, for today, I wonder if that was sort of in the back of my mind and I thought if it's as easy as me just going down the road um, with the kids and having an accident, I just have this feeling that for three hours in the car, potentially something could happen. So um, yeah, I, I don't know, but why do we do this? I mean, why, like we spend so much of our time, or I certainly do, wanting moments of freedom and silence away from the children. And then we get a weekend away or we get a night away. And then like, all we can think about is, oh my goodness, I feel so guilty for, you know, planning anything without my family. And 
like something's going to happen. Like it is absolutely crazy. I wonder as well, I think this caller mentioned, yeah, they did that their kid was 18 months. Like I've got a two and three year old. So and they're obviously still in that age group where they're so dependent on us. I wonder if as they become more independent, you know, that feeling, that tie to them, that anxiety, that guilt and all of that diminishes a bit. I mean, that'd be an interesting one, I guess, to put to you guys as well, particularly those of you who have kids, let's call it over the age of five. Do you feel anxious? Because at this point, I feel like I'm going to have to be by my kid's side for the rest of their lives and not spend even a night away from them in order to not experience such a high level of anxiety when I am away from them. So I just, which I know is not feasible. So I'm just conscious, yeah, as to whether it's an age thing. I mean, I guess if you think about it as a baby, they are tied to you 24-7. They're so dependent on you to stay alive. As toddlers, I don't know, our, my boys are going through the mummy stage where everything's mummy and everyone wants mummy and, you know, so I'm very much tied to them, even though it drives me nuts. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess maybe the next phase as they, you know, yeah, grow that little bit more independence do we start feeling differently again? I mean, I'm pretty confident the answer would be yes. I bloody hope so. Um, But yeah, I might put that out to the community and see um, if I can get some more opinions on that one. All right, guys. Well, I love this topic. Um, These are mini episodes. So just um, hitting you nice and quick with some of the key things that people are bringing to us. And um, I hope you enjoyed it too. A reminder that if you want to contribute to The Vault, the link is in the show notes. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and share it with your friends. Want to contribute to the conversation? Hit us up on Instagram at Parenthood Pod and join our Facebook group. Coming up this season on the pod. Up close blue light screens are really not very good for toddlers and preschoolers. And I'm there reading that going, okay, well, my kid's been in front of an iPad for 20 hours. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for listening. The Parenthood Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we produce on the land of the Wurundjeri people. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging.